What is up everyone, Avial Easter here with Yappa238.com and welcome to the Yappasolic Podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about being young, being apostolic, taking that power and putting it into action. Hey, hey, what is up, Yappa fam? Welcome to my living room <laughs> in the morning. All right, it's early, early, early in the morning. And so, um, yeah, there may be some ambient noises in the background. Usually when you're podcasting, you're supposed to make it as quiet as possible. But, um, you know, I, I think that there's like a new a new flair, a new flavor, a new like zest that's coming into the space, at least Maybe I'm bringing it, which is where it's kind of like you can hear the ambient noise. It's almost like the realism of an actual conversation that's happening like with two people, right? And so welcome to my living room in the morning. You may hear birds chirping, singing their love songs. In fact, that's actually what we want for today's podcast because we're going to be talking about relationships, all right? Also, it's early in the morning, and the rest of the fam has not gotten up yet, so I'm going to be cognizant and aware of that. So if you kind of hear me speaking in an overall hushed tone, that's called respect. <laughs> so anyway, but um, yeah, so uh, I owe you guys a podcast, because last week we didn't release one, and um, that was because I was super busy, I was out of town, um, making a whole bunch of things happen, making my own personal world go around, which is uh, kind of important, you know, um, Yapa, I love Yapa, I love, you know, uh, the Firestarter community, I love absolutely every single thing that we're doing, but you also have to keep in mind that you are your own human being, that God has called you to take care of yourself <laughs> really and so that and, and yourself your family and uh, that's what I was doing last week so I missed that one missed last week's podcast and now we're back again with a Yapasog podcast but this one's going to be absolute fire all right so you're going to want to share this with every single individual you know that's breathing all right and that's single okay, so if you know a lot of single folk send this podcast to them all right also, you're going to want to rate this five stars before we even start because it's just so good. It's just like, it's just crazy. All right. I was thinking this morning, I was like, you know what? We have to talk about, we have to talk about something that's not really talked about too often. Things that are uncovered in little stories in the Bible that people just skip over. It's a total of maybe 13 verses across maybe two chapters, but it's, it's gold nuggets of wisdom that we can use and apply to our everyday life. So if you're single, if you're looking to be in a relationship, if you know a 12-year-old, <laughs> a 10-year-old <laughs> that's going to be in a relationship one day, okay, maybe not 10, but um, if that's gonna, someone who's going to be in a relationship one day, send this podcast to them. Let them listen to it so they know what to expect, what to look for, okay, because this podcast is going to be straight fire. But before we completely jump in, you guys know the sponsor of today's podcast, <laughs> which is the Firestarter community, Yappa 238, and everything that we're doing. So I'm going to take a real quick second to plug and to promo for what we're doing. Then we're going to say a quick prayer, jump into today's podcast, because it is straight fire and it's so lit, and I need to get into it as quickly as possible. All right. So 
Yappa 238. We've wrapped up the third of the master classes. We've done the prayer and fasting master class so you can learn how to pray the right way, fast the right way. Don't do the wrong things in fasting. Don't do the wrong things in prayer. Actually, how to hear the voice of God, all those great things, how to find your call, the purpose of God for your life, when to know that you're in the perfect will of God. We talk about the call master class. We talk about that in the call master class. Then also the godly editing master class where we talk about principles such as this one. All right, what we're going to be talking about today in there, we talk about the three levels of unity. We talk about, um, uh, I mean, just a whole bunch of great things that will blend and bring together a Holy Ghost filled man, Holy Ghost filled woman, what's to look for, how to date the right way, the godly way. Talk about all that and all that can be had if you join the Firestarter community, the spark level, the spark transformation. All right. Um, all three of those master classes. So check it out, firestartercommunity.com or prayerandfastingmasterclass.com or thecallmasterclass.com or thegodlydatingmasterclass.com. You can check out any of those sites or maybe Godly Dating Masterclass. Anyway, and get involved in the Firestarter community. All right, so that's those are the plugs for the Firestarter community. Um, let's say a quick word of prayer before we jump in. I want to jump into this as quickly as possible because it's so fire. It's so amazing. It's going to change your life, all right? <clears throat> Thank you, Holy Ghost, for this day. Thank you for everything you've done, your spirit, your moving, your grace. I appreciate you. We appreciate you, God, and we pray that you would move in today's podcast. God, we ask that everyone who listens to it, that it will minister to them, and Lord, that you would help me as a presenter to accurately uh, display and bring to light every single thing that is in this concept and these understandings that are hidden within your word that we can pull out and and extrapolate and apply to our lives. I pray you help me do so in an effective manner. Let all flesh get out of the way. Let the glory of God uh, or let God be glorified and the glory of God. Let it be expressed and demonstrated. We ask in today's podcast in the name of Jesus. We thank you in advance for God in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So what am I so excited about? What am I so stoked about is this female character in the Bible that not a lot of people see, okay? And her name is Abishag, Abishag the Shunammite. All right, so before we completely dive into it, let's let's give a little bit of backstory and why this applies to us. Okay, so we as Absolute young people who are single, who are looking to find someone to spend the rest of our lives with, all right, we have a uh, responsibility to make sure that the person that we do end up getting with is someone who is after the heart of God, okay? And honestly, just being real, someone who is going to be a benefit and a blessing to our lives, not a liability, all right? So that maybe that may sound kind of harsh, All right, but our responsibility is to find someone who's going to help us in life. All right, Eve found at well, Eve was found by Adam. All right, and Adam found or Eve was Adam's helpmeet. All right, so Adam had a a work, a purpose, and then Eve comes into the picture to help him with that purpose. So, fellas, we have to find a lady that's going to help us with our life's work, our life's mission, why we're here on earth, what God has called us to do. And then ladies, you have to find uh, uh, or be found by a man who you can help, okay? Because there's dudes that are purposeless. (laughs) They're aimless. They're kind of just wandering through life. You don't want to 
sorry, homies, if you know, you're kind of in that stage right now, but ladies, you don't want to get with the guy who's like that. All right. That's not how God set things up. All right. And so you have to find someone you can be helpful to and, and, and towards. And then you also have to understand that when God gave man, uh, 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 his purpose, the purpose of man, of a human, of a male, let's say it encompasses his relationship with his spouse. All right. So you get, it's like a feedback loop. You get a benefit and a blessing from a man who is on truly on God's purpose in every area of his life. All right. The Bible says men love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Um, so many other scriptures about, you know, men's responsibility to women or to their wives, let's say that. And, um, and so there's like this reciprocal, um, pattern or, or like I said, a feedback loop where, uh, the man helps a woman, woman helps a man. All right. And so that's how it's supposed to be. Um, yeah, truly how it's supposed to be. And so we both have a responsibility. A man has a responsibility to his life and to God to find someone who's going to help him. And a woman has a responsibility to her life and to God to be found by someone. All right. Who's going to help her. That kind of makes sense. Now there's, it gets a lot bigger than that. That maybe isn't the number one thing that you're looking for, but it's high up there. Maybe a number two thing, a number three thing. All right. But overall, that's, um, that's what we, we need. Okay. And yes, with that being said, let me get some coffee real quick. <laughs> All right. Starbucks blonde is the best. Um, anyway, so, uh, that's what we need. Okay. And, uh, okay. So I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't want to start talking about men and women's roles and women being choosers and, or yeah, men being finders, but, um, and pursuers, but, uh, let, let's really jump into, um, the, the Bible scripture. Okay. That supports what we're talking about today. Okay. Also have mercy on me. I've had three hours of sleep, <laughs> so I'm trying to stay awake. Uh, and, uh, but this is such an awesome concept. Okay. So check this out. Um, there's a story in the Bible and it's kind of at the latter part of David's life. It's in first Kings chapter one. All right. And the first four verses, uh, David's in quite a predicament. And this is what we read. All right. I'm going to be reading from the KJV and cause that's the Bible I use my primary number one Bible. So I'll be reading from the KJV. Okay. Now King David was old and stricken in years. So he's, he's an old, he's an old dude. And they covered him with clothes, but he got no heat. All right. So he's old. He's like, I don't know. Think of like a 70 year old man who's, or maybe 90 year old man, you know, who's, um, uh, he's losing heat. His body is slowly starting to get into the beginning phases of shutting down. So he, he's, he's not like warm and they know that. And so they're trying to cover him up with clothes to keep him warm, to keep him alive longer. And he's not getting heat. Okay. Verse two, wherefore his servants said unto him, let there be sought for my Lord, the King, a young virgin and let her stand before the King and let her cherish him and let her lie in thy bosom that my Lord, the King may get heat. All right. So the servants come up with a great idea and they tell it to the King. They're like, okay, 
And, and this is like the extent of their medicine back then. They're like, okay, king, we're putting clothes on you. You're not getting warm. You're not retaining heat. And uh, that's an issue because you're going to die soon. So we want to extend your life. So let's look for a virgin. Okay. And this is just, I guess, the medicine back then. All right. So if you're like too young to listen to this, close your ears. <laughs> but anyway, so let there be sought a virgin and let her, you know, be presented for the before the king. And, you know, she can go ahead and sneak under the covers with you and keep you warm. All right. So <laughs> that's just how they did things back then. All right. Verse three. So they sought for a fair damsel throughout all the coasts of Israel. Okay. Now highlight that, put that as a mental note. First Kings chapter one, verse three, throughout all the coasts of Israel. And they found Abishag, a Shunammite, and brought her to the king. So they searched all over and they found somebody. Some of you guys know that old, old song. Um, anyway, so they, they look everywhere and they find Abishag, which is a Shunammite. Okay. Clip that in your memory, copy and paste that into your notes. Okay. Your mental notes. Verse four. And the damsel was very fair. Now, when the Bible takes time to say that a young lady was very beautiful, very fair, very pretty, that means something. All right. The damsel was very fair and, sh and cherished the king and ministered to him. But the king knew her not. All right. So back then when... Uh, you know, when a man loves a woman, all right, <laughs> and they consummate their marriage, that's that word, no. Like Adam knew his wife Eve and she bare a son, all right, and that's what that meant. And so you see here, and then it goes on to talk about Adonijah, one of David's sons, and the story kind of switches, all right, but these first four verses, we see something that's going on, all right, like I said, David, he's getting old, he can't retain heat trying to keep them alive as long as possible. So they search through all the coast of Israel. They search everywhere, high, low, left, right, in Dan, in uh, 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 from Dan to Beersheba, all right? They search everywhere, all the coast, to find a woman, okay, that can minister to the king, all right? Now, in verse 4, it says that she ministered to him, to King David, and now look at that word minister, okay, and put that, copy and paste that in your notes too, okay, because this, this is a really big deal, Abishak, the Shunammite, all right? Then, after that, skipping down to verse, verse uh, 14 and 16, okay, we see something that happens, all right, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and um, tell you what happens in those 10 verses between verse 4 and verse 14. All right, within those 10 verses, Adonijah the king, or Adonijah, one of David's son, he, sons, he says, hey, I'm going to be king. All right, so he starts getting everything prepared. He's like, hey, Joab, you know, let's let's go. Let's. So he starts getting his own little posse together. And it's an issue because David told Bathsheba that Solomon was to be king. And you'll see that in Proverbs, the reason why Solomon was chosen as king above his older brothers, all right? So these are things that people don't really see in the Bible, and the reason why is because he listened to his dad. He was obedient, 
Okay, he took his dad's wisdom, and you'll see that in Proverbs, I believe, five through um, through six and uh, or five through seven. All right. So, skipping down to verse fourteen, um, well, what Adonijah does is he, like I said, he erects himself as a king, and um, that's a uh, that's an issue. So Bathsheba is going to go to David and like, hey, David, did you let this happen? Did you let Adonijah become king? Okay, and. She knows he didn't, but she wants to bring it to his attention. So she goes into King David's chambers. And so verse 14 picks up. Behold, while thou yet talkest there with the king, I will also come in after thee and confirm thy words. Now, I believe this is Nathan the prophet saying, Bathsheba, you go in there and then I'll come back behind you. And verse 14, and Bathsheba went in unto the king into the chamber. So this is in David's throne room. And the king was very old, and Abishag the Shunammite ministered unto the king. Verse 16, And Bathsheba bowed and did obeisance to the king. And the king said, What wouldest thou? All right, so we're rewind back to verse 15. So Bathsheba goes into David's chambers. And who's there? Abishag the Shunammite. And what is she doing? She's ministering to the king. Now, when the Bible mentions one mentions something once, it's for context. When the Bible mentions something twice, you need to stop and pay attention. And if the Bible mentions something three times, okay, then you need to put the entire slam the brakes on everything and like hyper awarely pay attention. Okay? So this is the second time that we see Abishag mentioned and it wasn't on accident. And what is she doing to the king? She's ministering to him. All right. That's in verse 15. Just like she was doing in verse, uh, let's see, minister to him in verse four. So the Bible takes time to mention her twice and the fact that she's ministering to him. So what does this mean? What, what does this mean is how do we start applying it to ourselves? Okay, let's start taking application from it. All right. <clears throat> Okay, dudes, fellas, and ladies, you can listen up. But homies, God created men to pursue a woman. Okay, in Proverbs 15, in Proverbs eighteen twenty two, uh, the Bible says, "Whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord." So guys, go out there and find. And if you look back in, uh, you see this all throughout um, the Bible. Boaz found Ruth. Xerxes found Esther, right? They, they, men are to find. And if you want to take a type and shadow of the church, God pursues us. All right. It wasn't that we were like, you know what? I need to get right with God today. All right. No, the spirit drew us. The Holy Ghost was drawing and, and leading us to God. All right. We were pursued by Jesus. Okay. And so men have a responsibility and a role to pursue. And we see that demonstrated here when the his, when David's servants like, hey, okay, let's look for a young virgin. Let there be sought for my Lord, the king, a young virgin. And what did they do? They did exactly that. They looked everywhere in Israel to find a young virgin, okay? A young woman to minister to the king. All right, so 
fellas, we have a responsibility. And I just want to take a real quick time to, to touch on this. Um, guys, all right, there's, um, I've talked to a lot of young Apostolic ladies, okay? Uh, we need to pursue. Okay, it can be scary, but that doesn't mean you don't do it. Don't let, you know, video games and, and uh, social media and doing what's comfortable keep you from pursuing a woman in the proper time. If you're relationship age and relationship ready, okay, you need to actively be pursuing. That's the, the, the lady's role is not to pursue. Okay. There's a, um, I mean, we could start talking from a psychological perspective as to what's happening in a male's brain, female's brain that necessitates or causes for like, it's necessary for a man to pursue and a woman to be pursued. Okay. A woman wants to feel wanted. And when you pursue her, you're making her feel wanted. All right. So don't don't skip out on that. A lot of dudes in 2021, 2022, <laughs> uh, in this era, um, they want things easy. All right. You don't want an easy woman. You want it to be like super hard okay, to get her. Now, that doesn't mean that she, you know, playing hard to get versus being hard to get. OK, the Shunammite woman, the Ab- Abishag in this uh, context they looked everywhere for her. It wasn't an easy find. They didn't just walk outside the palace and said, hey, who wants to, you know, be like a, a little battery for the king? You know, like, you know, get close to him, keep him warm, keep him alive a little longer. Who wants to do that? And then just pick some random woman. No, they started at the top of Israel, the nor- most, most northern part, and they started searching everywhere, east, west, high, low. They got, went to every house. They're knocking on doors. Excuse me, do you have a, a daughter in here, the king? We have an errand the king needs some ministering, right? And they go everywhere to find her, absolutely everywhere. And after looking through millions of people, they find one. That's not an easy thing, okay? And then not only do they find one, but they go through the process of obtaining her. It wasn't like they just ripped her from the, from, from her daddy's hands, no, they went through the proper process, the, the way the law wrote it out, okay? Because nine times out of ten, <laughs> uh, David being the righteous man that he was, you know, he, he didn't, you know, okay, at times he did violate the law, but he was just for it, okay? But he, he didn't, they, that's not how they operated. That's not how they rolled. All right, so guys, we need to be willing to look everywhere for a significant other. Now, kind of now talking to the guys and the ladies, why are we so like on this? I need to be in a relationship right now. If you're 18, you don't need to be in a relationship. Okay, not that you can't be, but you don't need to be. It's not like an absolute necessity for you. You're not going to die if you're not in a relationship. All right, it kind of sounds a little, maybe a little terse, a little extreme, but it's the truth. Spend some time learning yourself, knowing more about yourself. Spend some time building a relationship with God. Do that when you're 18. Do that when you're 19. Do that when you're 20, 24, 28. All right? Who says that you have to be married at a certain time out, outside of um, uh, uh, social standards and social norms? Okay? It, you don't, like, are we really going to base, base our lives off of what everyone else does? Like our mamas and daddies used to say, if, if all your friends are going to jump off a bridge, are you going to jump off a bridge with them? 
No. Okay, then you don't need to do what they do. You don't need to be pressured by them. Okay, trust me, there are a lot of young people who are staying single by choice. And they're pushing 30. And for the younger people who are like, oh man, I have to wait till I'm 30. No, you don't have to. Okay, you do what God has for your life. All right. But I'm just saying that like, because there's this whole social deal. You got to get married soon. It's like, or we have a desire to get married soon. It's like, no, you don't really need to do that. All right. Now, talking to the ladies. Okay. We're, same thing. Abishag. They, they, this dude took a long time. Well, not this dude, but the, the, the servants, they searched everywhere for this woman. And this woman was not the average woman. If she was, it wouldn't have taken them that entire time. Okay. They would just walk out and say, hey, excuse me. Hey, average ladies, can you guys come over here? And please don't get mad at me. I know that we live in 2021, <laughs> 2022. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, I know the age in which we live. And um, it's not popular for guys to, quote unquote, tell women what to do. Um, but let's not be uh, let's not be silly, because like, okay, ninety five percent of the Bible is is a man telling humans how to live. <laughs> okay, it's like majority of the Bible is was written by men, holy men of old. Okay, not saying that women didn't have the. Okay, I'm just not saying that. Okay, but um. Let's be sure not to let that uh, society or societal and honestly like that Jezebel type not submitted to authority stuff influence our thinking to where, you know, we can't take, um, you know, we're not listening to men. That's like 50% of the world's population. Okay. And uh, God's going to make sure that you're submitted to someone, whether you're a man or a woman. All right. So anyway, um, Ladies, like, don't just give yourself to just anybody. All right. I know a lot of ladies. Oh, let me get let me get some coffee. That Starbucks blonde. It's a bomb.com. <clears throat> All right, ladies. There are a um there's gonna be guys who come up and like, hey, what's cracking? You know, hey girl. And they're gonna try to, you know, get with you. Okay, but just because a dude like tries to make a move doesn't mean you have to take what he's given, no matter your age, no matter the pressures, all your friends are getting married, all your friends are in relationships, all your friends are dating. Okay, you don't have to. Some of your friends have have kids, right, or on their first child, second child, third child. You don't have to just give yourself. Obviously, Abishag, the Shunammite woman that we're talking about in this uh in this context, okay, she didn't do that. And who did she score by not doing that? All right. Now, obviously, it's a little weird in 2020, <laughs> 20, or excuse me, 2021, for, you know, the, the idea of, you know, a, a young virgin being with some like old dude. Okay. Yeah, I, I get that. All right. But let's take the age out of the equation and then look. Okay. She got herself a king. And I am so done <laughs> with all these. I'm a queen. I need a king. It's like, girl, you are not a queen. Okay, sit down. Stop. <laughs> You're not a queen. 
you're a, a base or average woman sometimes, base or average average woman that's demanding royalty. Okay, when you're not even you haven't created yourself to be worthy of it. Okay, and forgive the forthrightness. Uh, if it's offensive, don't mean to be offensive, but it's the truth. All right, it's like you. What what have you done? Just because you've taken some some bougie picture on Instagram, all right, and and you want you know money and all this prestige and all that stuff, or just to be with a guy that has clout, it's like that doesn't just because you want that doesn't mean you're you need to you need to pay the price to get that. Abishag, how many dudes? Okay, she was the most beautiful girl in all the coasts of Israel, a young virgin. All right, how many guys does she have come knocking at her door when she was twelve? The little boys that you you know she would play with, you know, before synagogue or whatever. All right, at twelve, at fourteen, at sixteen, she was a beautiful woman. She was still a virgin. She didn't give herself to just anybody. She didn't play those games. She didn't do those things. She stayed away. She had a lot of guys who were coming after her at 18, at 20, 24. All right? She had guys that were coming after her. But what did she do? She kept herself. And that put more value on her because she didn't give herself away. Now, I'm not talking only physically, but also emotionally, like all those different things. So we have Abishag the Shunammite who defers, who pushes away all these options that come pursuing her, all right? Remember, men are pursuers, women are choosers. So a woman gets to choose, you know, in in a, in, in the, um, uh, a godly situation, all right? She's not forced, she's not, you know, um, you know, I know the world and different parts of the world, Women can be forced, all right? That's not how God intended it to be. That's not how he created it to be. That's not Genesis. That's not none of that, all right? And so um, women in, in the proper context, they are they choose who gets to have them pretty much. And so all she's turned down all these different options. No to this guy, no to that guy, no to this guy, no to that guy. And then because of her disciplines, because of the woman that... She was, she scored a king. Now, I can guarantee you that she was not just your average woman. And the stuff that I'm saying, I'm I'm not making up because you can see later on in the scripture, what is she doing? The Bible takes time. She's ministering to the king, which means she has something in her heart that submitted to spiritual authority, submitted to authority, all right, because she all of a sudden some people come knocking at her at her dad's door. They're like, hey, you know, we're looking for a virgin. They're looking, wow, man, your daughter's whoo man. Okay, let's get her to the king. So they sat sat down, they go through all the, the agreements and everything. And when she, she when she gets there, what is she doing? She's ministering to the king. She's fulfilling her role as a woman, or the world role that she's called to fulfill. And the Bible doesn't say anything about begrudgingly later on. You you read nothing about Abishag that is like forced. All right. Now, remember, she's a Shunammite. She's a Shunammite. That's a that's a big deal. All right. Because Shun, I'm just gonna kind of leave a uh, get ahead of myself real quick. Come back. But that Shunammite that Shunammite uh, is only mentioned twice in the Bible. 
All right, so some of you guys who, who you know, you listen to the Bible a little bit, you read the Bible a couple times through, you guys probably can guess where that Shunammite goes to, all right, the, the connecting scriptures. But in this case, you see that Abishag is ministering to the king. She has that type of heart. Now, the problem is women have a hard time submitting today and women have a hard time ministering today. And I'm talking about like ministering to their husbands, ministering to their uh, the, the men of God in their lives. But that's not Abishag. She's different. And that's why she was chosen. So if you want a king, ladies, you got to be willing and ready and have something inside of you that that drives you to minister. OK, not just on a physical level. OK, that the Bible doesn't say she only and she, you know, laid with him like that wasn't the only thing. OK, that was the purpose, the main purpose, because they're trying to, you know, keep the king alive. But that wasn't the only thing that she did. The Bible says that she ministered to him. What does that mean? In a lot of different ways. Okay, the way I see it, she's nourishing him. She's bringing him food. She understands that this dude's about to, you know, sad to say he's about to croak, <laughs> you know, with all due respect to, you know, King David and who he was and uh, as a as a forefather. So, you know, she, he, you know, she's seeing all that and she's ministering to him. So, fellas, we have to pursue ladies got to have the heart to minister, choose wisely ladies who you let get to you and choose wisely fellas who you pursue now let's also talk about the length of time okay it 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 took them quite a while to go through all of israel it probably didn't happen in like a week or two last time when uh when when david numbered the uh the uh, the children of israel which he wasn't supposed to do and god judged him for it it took over a year for them to, to, and this is a whole team going out numbering all of Israel. And so they're trying to find a, a it's like a needle in a haystack. <laughs> they're trying to find this woman. So it takes time to find the one for you. Okay. And now I have biblical evidence to say that. Okay. Because before it's like, you know, just be patient, just wait. Okay. But now we have Bible evidence that says, hey, yeah, it may take some time. You're probably not going to get it your first try. You're probably not going to get it your second try. That's okay. It's fine. Continue to search. You know, let guys pursue you. Fellas, pursue, find. Okay, find a woman. Pursue. But let that time go by. And don't rush things. Don't rush Don't rush the process. Trust the process. All right? Okay, so fellas find a queen or queen status. Ladies find a king, king status. Keep yourself for that person. All right. Now, you guys can read through the uh, uh, First Kings chapter one, and this is where all this is located. Um, but let's go ahead and 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 move on from there, okay? Because uh, Abishag's not mentioned at all after that. <laughs> um, she this she kind of just kind of. I don't want to say falls off the map, but, you know, she fulfills her purpose. But um, and it is so crazy. It's so crazy that this stuff is is in the Bible. So when I was doing my Bible study on this and I was seeing this, I was like, dude, Abishag, the shooting might man. I want myself an Abishag. Like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, that sounds awesome. Right. 
And so um, I started digging into the original and I looked and I, I got, uh, I looked that word Shunammite up and there's only two women in the Bible, all right, that, uh, or two times in the Bible where that term Shunammite was used, all right, and it just happened to be about women. So we have Abishag, the Shunammite, who ministered the king. She was the fairest, the most beautiful in all the land. And that was her. But there was also a woman, okay, that was, let me see if I can pull it up here. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Okay. So 2 Kings 4, chap, uh, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. All right. This is speaking of Elisha. Elisha the prophet. Now, Elisha was the man who, man, this stuff is going to preach, man. This stuff preaches, okay? So, Elisha was, we, you know, the man who followed Elijah, who had a double portion of Elijah's spirit. He differentiated himself from the the sons of the prophets. I mean, he was a, a, a gem's gem of a man, okay? And let's pick up in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8 about, or a story about Elisha, okay? The Bible says, And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, okay? And she constrained him to eat bread. And it was so that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. Okay, so he's passing to Shunem. It's kind of an interesting way that the Bible phrases that. But anyway, so Elisha's going through Shunem. And there's a great woman. I don't know what that means. That could, you know, great in status, great in stature, whatever it could be. But she's a great woman. And then she she constrains him. She's like, hey, whoa, prophet. Okay, come eat bread. She feeds him. She ministers to him. All right. So you guys are kind of seeing the tenant. All right. All right. Verse nine. And then she said unto her husband, and she said unto her husband, behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which path pass, passes by us continually. Verse 10. This is the, the again, the Shunammite woman. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee. On the wall. Look at that. I pray thee. She's asking her husband. She's not telling her husband. She's not demanding her husband. She's a great woman, but she's not demanding him. She submitted to his authority in her home. It's probably one of the reasons why she's a great woman. On the wall. Okay. And let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. So let's make a room for him. Let's furnish it for him. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. Look at that. A great woman. Just so happened to be a Shunammite woman. And I looked that word up. I could not find it anywhere else. Shunammite. The Shunammite. It was only regarding Abishag the Shunammite and only regarding the great woman. We don't get her name. The Bible just calls her a great woman. 
All right, now let's look at what she did. This woman, like I already kind of pointed out, she was submitted to her husband. But when she saw the man of God, when she saw the man of that, that God, God's stamp of approval was on, what does she want to do? She constrains him. She pulls him aside and she ministers to him. How does she do it? She gives him bread to eat. All right. She builds a, a, a room for him, a little chamber, the Bible says. And then she's asking her husband, can we put a bed in there, babe? And, and can we put a, a table in there and a stool and a candlestick so that when he comes by, he can he can just rest up and, 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 uh, and we can minister to him that way. Look at this, guys. Like, this is the stuff you got to read the Bible slow, deliberately. Thank you, Pastor, for teaching me that lesson. All right. This is the stuff that you find in the Bible. Okay, when you're really diligently studying. And so, Elisha now has a place of min, uh, to be ministered to. Not of just ministry. He's going out everywhere ministering. But now he has someone who's ministering to him. All right. And it's this Shunammite woman. This is so powerful. I don't know about you, but this is like, to me, this is super powerful. All right. Now let's start making applications. First off, homies. Okay. You want to get a woman who is submitted. Not every woman submitted. I am sorry, ladies. That is the truth. And I got to tell them, not every woman submitted like that. We see a demonstration that she submitted to her own spiritual authority she's not going to be you know uh, she's not going to be wagging her finger in your face you know talking about well i don't agree let's you know let's see what the pastor says with an attitude all right now i'm not saying that you can't do that i'm just saying that uh when it comes to decisions she's not a hard woman to deal with she's submitted that's a powerful thing. That's actually really attractive. Okay. So she submitted to the man. She submitted to her own husband. And so she's asking him, hey, can we do this thing before she makes a move? Now, I'm not saying that that has to be done. I'm just saying that it's a demonstration of her submission. I know certain, you know, people do things different. Houses roll different. And there's still that submission and stuff like that. I, I, I understand that. But she's asking him. She's talking to him. And that central tenet, that that uh, that thing that connects the Shunammite women, Abishag, and this great woman, the Bible takes time to mention that she's a great woman, all right, is ministering to the man of God. David was the man of God. Abishag ministered to him. Elisha was the man of God. The Shunammite woman, the great woman, she ministered to him. So, guys, get with the girl who submitted, but get with the girl who's going to minister to to you. Don't get with someone who's only going to cause you problems. Okay, now I said only because, you know, every relationship has issues. But don't get with someone who's only going to cause you problems, only going to cause you grief. Yeah, she may be nice looking, she has pretty face and, you know, nice body, whatever. But don't get with her just because of that. Get with someone who can minister to you, who will build you up when you're broken down, who will lift you up when you're feeling like you just got knocked out, 
minister, minister, minister. How many times did Elisha walk that way? And he was he was weary. And she she's she's looking out, out, out her window. She's on her front porch and she looks and she sees Elisha and Gehazi. And she starts waving her hands like, hey, hey, over here. Come here, come here, come here. I got some bread. I got some milk. I got everything you need. Go ahead. Just sit down, relax. And what kind of woman is that? That's the type of woman that all homies need. Okay. <laughs> all right. Now, well, maybe not all homies because not all homies are, um, you know, <laughs> I guess, uh, I don't want to say worthy of that, but that's kind of what I want to say. Um, not all, I guess, deserve that maybe, but you know, it's it, that that's the type of woman she ministers to you. Now, ladies, what does that mean for you guys? Well, be that type of woman. Be that great woman, that Abishag, that will minister to the man of God in their lives. All right? And if the man that you get with, the king that you get with, all right, so going back more so in the context of Abishag, the, the king, you saved yourself, you pushed yourself away from everybody else. Not any guy has you on their record, all right, as someone that they dated, someone that they, you know, were flirting with, whatever, um, or that flirted with them, you know, uh, now you got yourself a king. And when you get yourself a king, how are you going to minister to him? Like you have to, that, that needs to be a purposeful thing if you're going to follow the example of the women in the Bible. See, everyone wants to have, like, follow the example of a woman in the Bible or everyone wants to be a man of God until you actually start having to make the sacrifices that they made. So you're going to have to change yourself. You have to mold yourself, shape yourself into that woman who can minister to a man. So if your tongue is super sharp and cutting, you need to change that. All right. If you if you have a tendency of always looking, um, is the best way to say it, looking uh, at the, the faults and the warts and the failures of people, you need to change your perspective. If you don't change your perspective, you won't be able to minister to someone if you don't, uh, especially you know, a future spouse, you won't be able to minister to them. And if you're not able to, to minister to them, then he like it's like you're not going to get a king. <laughs> Let's just say that you're not going to get a true man of God. And you want to get a man of God. And you want to submit to a man of God. You want a, a man of God to be pursuing you. You want a man, a, a, a real man of God to want you and desire you okay but he's not looking for someone who you know a real man of God's not just looking at the appearance all right there's other criteria can you minister are you submitted all right in this case the uh, the Shunammite woman in uh, Elisha's Shunammite woman I guess we'll say it that way because we don't know her husband's name um in uh in this case She's she's getting creative. She's at, she's trying to figure out how many different ways she could minister to. It. Not just oh let's give him bread when he comes by. No, she's like hey let's build a room. Let's go ahead. Let me get my Pinterest feet out. What kind of do you think he likes? You know this kind of color scheme and all that. You know she's putting a bed in there. She's making sure it's stuffed with the goose feathers if they had geese in Israel, right? <laughs> she's doing everything. All right. She has a candlestick for him so it's not dark at night so he can stay up late, you know, praying or whatever. You know, she's doing all that stuff. She's thinking about she's getting creative on uh, as to ways that she can minister 
to the prophet. And dudes, you want a woman who, who will treat you that way. All right. That's like, like I said, that's attractive. All right. Because you're going to be going out there fighting devils if you're a true real man of God, fighting personalities, fighting people, you know, warring against that. And when you come home, you don't need no, you don't need war at home. You need someone who's going to refresh you. Hey, babe, just just rest. All right. What do you need? Do you need this? Do you need that? Getting creative, man. And all this is in the Bible, so I think I can say this. <laughs> but um, yeah. And then what happens, ladies, when you do that? Well, later on in in, in uh, the book of Second uh, Kings, right? You'll see that uh, in in a few subsequent ch- chapters, you'll see that because she did that, Elisha, the man of God, thinking, man, how can I repay her? All right. And so women, when you give, God made this thing. It's like, like, again, a feedback loop. And pretty much what a feedback loop is, is like, imagine like, like a current, electrical current when you plug something in. All right. So electricity goes, uh, okay. Imagine a circle and it's, uh, the arrows, it's all swirling in one direction. Okay. There's arrows pointing, um, in, in one direction and, and then, uh, Vice versa. Okay, I'm trying to paint this men- mental image over a voice, and it's kind of difficult. So if you draw a circle and you keep drawing it, that circle. Okay, what happens is when a man gives to a woman, then a woman ends up giving to a man. Excuse me. Hey, boys, wake up. <clears throat> All right, and um, God made it to where there's this like this feedback loop where it continues to go. So the man gives to the woman, woman gives to the man, man gives to the woman, woman gives to the man, and vice versa, and it just keeps on going. All right, so what happens is this Shunammite woman is biting at the bit to minister to the man of God in her life. Then what comes from that? Her house is blessed with something that she probably desired over everything, which was to have a son. And if you kind of look at the context of the scripture and what's said, you can kind of infer that they probably tried to have kids, but they just didn't. It didn't work out for them. And you can see that when Elisha's like, what are you, you talking with Gehazi? What does she want? He's like, I don't know. And she, well, what do you want? She, they ask her. Oh, nothing. Prophet, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. You know, God's good. It's great. And then Elisha confers with Gehazi, which is his, his right-hand man. He's like, Gehazi's like, you know what? She, They don't have any kids. He's like, oh, okay. So Elisha prophesies, you know, you're going to have a son. And then she's like, well, well man, of, man of God. And I can kind of see it. This is just in my mind's eye. I'm not saying this is actually Bible, but I can see her, you know, the flood of emotions of when she tried. And when her friends got pregnant, when they were younger. And they had their kids, and she's watching her nieces and her nephews grow up, and she doesn't have any kids. And and that pain that's in a woman's heart because she's not fruitful. And 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 so she's like, Well, wait, don't don't play with me, man of God. That's the way I would say it. Not saying that's the Bible doesn't say that, you know. But um and she pretty much is like, Hey, wait, wait, don't, 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 don't do that. 
all right, if you're going to promise me something, I, I need to make sure that it's, it's going to happen because I can't, can't have my heart broken again. I can't have my emotions played with again. This isn't fun. Okay, so don't, don't play with me, pretty much. And, but he's so, Elisha, I mean, <laughs> he's one of those prophets that you can, you can bring like all the doubt in the world and he's just, he's not seeing it. He's just not seeing it. Okay, he, he's barely seeing armies. Uh, uh, surrounding him, he's seeing the angels. Okay, the angels' armies. Right. So he's like, he, he doesn't even like it. Doesn't even re- register on his radar that she's not like. There's this thing inside of her. He's like, no, you'll have a, you'll have a son. Sure enough, she conceived and she had a son. All right. Now, there's so many different things about about actually having a son that we can talk about, but we're not going to dive into the the nitty gritty of that. But what we see is. She ministers, and then she gets ministered to. She ministers to the man of God and promises things that were dead come alive. Promises come into fruition. Things come to pass. And so when a woman sows into a field and ministers to the man of God in her life, which is first and primarily her husband, her husband needs to be a man of God. That's why women need to... You know, get with the man of God. Don't get with um, oof, a flighty, fly-by-night type dude. All right, a true man of God. That's what a Shunammite woman deserves, and that's what she needs to get with. So you need to choose that, ladies. But when she does that, she's ministering to him, and then she's ministering to the man of God in her life. God recognizes that. All right? The man of God recognizes that. At least he should. And with all due respect, I'm not saying that, you know, Elisha, you should recognize it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that a man of God, when a woman chooses a man of God, all right, the man of God pursues her. Okay, so we're taking that from Abishak's story. A man a man of God pursues her, and then she, she chooses a man of God. When she's ministering to him, he's going to recognize that. And when he does, so homies, when you see that, all right, then, uh, 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 you know, inquire. What do you want? All right. She means I want a shopping spree. <laughs> no, but and then now it's see. Look, this great the great woman, the Shunammite woman. She ministered to the man of God, and then God ministered to her. Or if you want to look at it this way, the man of God then ministered to her. There is that feedback loop. The man of God. Because things were done to him, things blessings were poured out in his life. He said, "Okay, what 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 can I give her? What does she want from God?" Now he's thinking, "How do I bless her? She blessed me. I'm gonna bless her." So, a proper relationship. All right, ladies, when you get with that king, okay, fellas, when you choose that Shunammite woman, she ministers to you. Ladies, you minister to him. Then he said, "Okay, how can I minister to her?" This is how it's supposed to be. Oh my goodness. This is how it's supposed to be. All right. And there's that feedback loop where I feed and you give back type situation. Now, we're not keeping score. You know, love keeps no records of wrong and all that stuff. All right. It's not that. It's that's a byproduct when you get with the right person. So again, you may have to search all over, fellas. You may have to go to a million and a half different conferences or go to a, you know, on a, on a, on a, on a world tour, <laughs> visiting all the apostles. You may run through millions of people 
can't, can't, I'm not like, you may see a ton of options. That's what I'm saying. And it's not the right one. It's not the right one. It's not the right one. Until you find your Abishak Shunammite or your own personal Shunammite woman. Then when you find her, now you can gift her and she'll give to you or you can minister to her and she will minister to you. All right. And notice that that in Abishak's story, all right, she's ministering to is ministering to the king. Same with the great woman, the Shunammite woman in Elisha's story. She instigates ministry. She instigates it. She starts it. She kicks it off. So I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that this is the only example in the Bible, you know, that men can't instigate uh, uh, ministry to their wives. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's not coming from a place of, did you, have you been doing this to me? It's not coming from that heart. It's not coming from that perspective. It's not coming from that, that place. She's just like, you know what? Let me minister to him. She's not even thinking on that level. She just sees a need and she's fulfilling the need. That's the type of woman that you want. That's the type of woman that you want to be. Ladies, if you want to attract a king, if you want to attract a prophet, if you want to attract a man like that, you're going to have to be doing that. Have that capacity. Look at Proverbs 31 woman, hard worker, minister to her family, minister to her husband. Her husband, all the homies are talking about her wife or his wife, her wife, what? His wife. Dude, you got a solid woman. She's making him look good. That's the Proverbs 31 woman. That's the type of woman that uh, a man of God truly needs. Now, if you don't become that, you're not going to get a man of God. You have you have no right. You didn't pay the price to get a man of God. All right. I was telling my younger brothers, teaching them uh, a lesson. And uh, I was talking to them about God. God doesn't. He he'll he'll place you with uh, the same categorical number, okay, the same number. So if you're like a three dude on a scale of one through ten, you're like you're you're kind of, you're sloppy. You're you drag your feet. You're in church, but you know, is your overall ratings a three? He's not going to take some seven, eight, nine, ten woman who's on fire. He's not. She may. <laughs> All right, um, but he's not going to put you guys in a relationship she's on fire she's gorgeous she's beautiful she's uh, uh has a loving heart tender and, and care all right that's unequally yoked god doesn't play unequally yoked games he, he's a god of order okay and if she submits to god she's not going to get with you you're a three dude she's a 10 woman all right and vice versa ladies if you're a three woman and he's a 10 dude God's not, God doesn't play the unequally yoked game. That's not his game. Okay. He, he, he's on some, he, okay. You're playing Monopoly. He's playing, he's, he's on some different game. All right. What he does is he says, okay, that's a 10 dude. I'm going to give him a 10 girl. That's an eight dude. I'm going to give him an eight girl. He doesn't, he's not, he's not going to be a debtor to any man. He doesn't play the unequally yoked game for real, for real. So when you, you, you become a seven dude or you become a 10 dude and then you get a seven woman or a 10 woman and vice versa. So 
you know, ladies, don't, and fellas, don't get with the three, fellas, don't get with the three girl just because she's cute. She, you know, looks nice from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. All right, don't get with her just because she, she just very well may be an overall three woman. Don't get with her. All right, you're, you're not getting with the Shunammite woman. You're not getting with someone who will minister to you. If she's lining up with biblical principle, she's, okay, I, this is the fellas' perspective. All right, I know the story of Esther. Guys, listen, okay, real quick. Homies, do not think it's not manly to read female Bible stories. Okay, that's one of the stupidest things. <clears throat> I'm telling you, fellas, you need to, if you're looking to get in a relationship, you need to embrace the rom- the romantic the the lovey dovey side of you. Some of the most manly men in the Bible did that. Read if you're old enough the Song of Solomon. That Solomon's like the wisest, the smartest dude, the wisest dude, the most commonsensical guy on the planet. All right, he's smart, way smarter than you'll ever be, most likely. All right, what did he do? He wrote an entire love relationship, ushy gushy type eight chapters or whatever, however long Song of Solomon is. So don't think it's, it's, oh, a real man doesn't get into his emotions and gets into his feels. Jesus did. Moses did. Solomon did. David did. I don't, okay. The kid killed a, the the kid killed a giant in his mid-teens. You didn't do that, okay? He, He probably got, he had, that's some guts right there. If it was just homies, I'll, you know, maybe say something different. That's some guts. He has guts of steel, nerves of steel, let's say that, to do something like that. All right, that's a real dude. That's a real man. What is he doing? He's writing his love letters, his poetry. Read read, read Psalms. What do you think all that is? He's ushy-gushy in his feels about God. Read If you read Psalms, you will say, yeah, David knows how to tap into his feelings. All right. So don't think it's it's oh, I need to be a real man and I'm not going to you will miss the boat. The boat will be down. You it'll be. All right. I'm West Coast living. Right. Uh, if I'm going to the Bay Area, San Francisco, that is going to be halfway to Australia. All right. By the time you you will have so missed the boat. By the time you recognize, oh, maybe I should be thinking about what I want in a woman and all the ushy gushy emotional stuff. All right. So don't don't be hard. Okay. God did not make men to, you know, um, eat nails for breakfast. Sometimes you need to be that type of man. All right. But God made men to, to have the capacity to execute judgment just like he does, just like David did, just like Solomon did, just like Moses did, just like Jesus did, just like everyone did in the Bible, all the great men, the real men in the Bible. But then they have the capacity to be extremely loving and caring and emotional to those that they love. That's a real dude. So maybe we need to change our perspective on that. And so it's probably be wise and smart for you to go through and look at the women in the Bible. Look at their love stories. Look at how how it unfolded and the man's role in the whole thing. Boaz pursued Ruth. Boaz made made the, the relationship happen. There was hurdles. There was obstacles. But he worked through them. Bruz, this is like for real, for real, straight wisdom, okay? Smart. 
Okay, do that. And I'm not saying I'm smart. I'm just saying like God wants us to be at a certain level where we're 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 choosing the right spouse and we're enjoying all the lovey-dovey cute romantic stuff about it. And if any of your homies are going to criticize you for that, they're not the homies that you that you need. All right, in your life regarding relationships. They need a little bit more growing up. All right, they need to put off childish things and, and man up. Right, because they were told that at eight years old, seven years old, that a man's supposed to be like, okay, they need to put away childish things and grow up. All right, but um, so look at Esther. Xerxes looked everywhere, or Ahasuerus in in the KJV, he looked everywhere to find her. All right, then he chose her, or she chose him, but you know, <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I want that. All right, but uh. <laughs> anyway, look at look at uh, Abigail. Abigail's story is beautiful. Ruth's story is awesome, right? Boaz is making it happen. All right, David is like, you know, he, he, look in the original for reading the story of of Abigail, and you'll be like, oh, okay, so I can see why David wanted her. All right, she ministered to to David and his men. Another man, come on, women minister to men. Uh, well, their husbands, at least. Uh, men, women worth worth something. All right, worth anything really. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do that. And um, and ladies, go back and look through the Old Testament. Look through the New Testament. Look at these women. How they portrayed themselves. How they conveyed themselves. They were submitted. Esther. She was not only submitted in the natural, she was submitted in the spiritual. She calls a three-day, no food, no water fast before she goes to the king. And then when she goes to the king, he stretches out her scepter. What does she do? She submitted, she she demonstrated her submission to her to that authority. She touches the scepter. Man, like all these things are in the Bible. They're right there uh, for a reason and for a purpose. And so Abishag, the Shunammite, the great Shunammite woman, we'll call her Elisha Shunammite woman. That's, ladies, how you want to model yourself. You want to model yourself after that woman. Fellas, you want to get a woman like that. And homies, if you have to wait till you're 28, wait till your early 30s, and ladies, you too, to be in that relationship, it's okay. It's okay. 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 <laughs> it's fine. And I'm not saying it because I'm getting there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, actually I'm not because I'm, I'll be 25 in, um, in just a few months in like what, four months or so. And I, you know, I've been in one relationship. That was it. And it lasted for eight months. I've been able to see just how much personal growth, personal transformation, personal goals achieved, you know, yeah, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if I did what everyone else did. And that's like, you know, I don't know, got married at 23. Been in a relationship, you know, for two years before that. So I got in a relationship at 20, 21. Probably would have had kids by now. All right. But no, none of that happened. Is that a bad thing? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Is it a good thing? Uh, no, no, no. I'm very grateful that none of that happened. Because you, you, you're able to develop. You're able to mature. And people miss that. They just, they, 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 they're so hormonally charged, so in love with this vision, this ideal, maybe in love with the person, 
that they get rushed into a relationship and they miss these principles. You know, they don't look through all the coasts of Israel. They don't have that discipline. Let's just be real. Okay, we don't want to be average. We don't want to be normal. We want to live the absolute best lives that we can possibly live in God. And God gives us this ability by showing us in the word of God how to do it. Discipline, discipline, discipline. It'll all pay off. It'll all pay off. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. The Shunammite woman. Fellas, get a Shunammite woman. Ladies, be a Shunammite woman. Be a Proverbs 31 woman. Be an Abigail. Homies, be a Boaz. Don't be, you know, don't don't get scared. Don't run away. Don't tuck tail and run. All right? If it's your time to be in a relationship, go after it. Pursue it. Pursue her. Look at a woman. Okay? Find a girl in God's timing. You pray about it. You're going to fast about it. You're going to talk with your pastor about it. You're going to talk with your parents about it. You're going to do everything right. But you're going to look at her. You're going to fix your eyes on her. And you're going to pursue her. All right? So, great powwow. Great Saturday morning Bible study. I love you guys. You guys are so awesome. Ladies and fellas, that's what I mean when I say you guys. I love all you guys. Yappa fam. That's just West Coast slang, okay? It's like, it's like, it's like y'all. Okay. We don't say y'all on the West Coast. I mean we do, but like it's more like you guys. All right. Um, you know, <laughs> someone said someone said one of my friends said I talk like a valley girl. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not a girl first off. Okay, but I am from the valley. You know, uh, between the, the 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 mountains that separate the Bay Area from uh, the so yeah Sacramento, okay, the Valley. So I, I'm a Valley dude. Okay, I'm a Valley homie. All right, <laughs> but anyway, so that's just West Coast thing. But I love all of you guys because you guys are we're the next generation. We're gonna shape the future. Literally, we're gonna shape the future of the Apostolic movement of the church here on Earth. So we better have some phenomenal relationships. We better have, you know, relationships where guys are just like super madly in love with their wives and wives are madly in love with their husbands. And like we're, we're pushing forward because that synergy that builds in a relationship, that's a, that's a power couple right there. A power couple is not a good looking guy with a good looking girl. I don't care who says what. That's not a power couple. Are these people about the, the kingdom business? Are they moving forward together in unity, in harmony? Are they, are they about the same vision? Are they pushing? Are they present? That's a power couple. That's the type of couples that we need to be and that we need to get into. So for all of us single folk right now, or maybe you're dating, send this. If you're dating, send this to the person that you're, you're, you're dating because dudes can glean from it and ladies can glean, glean from it as well. All right, but for us single folk, let's make sure that we're, we're about that. Fellas, we don't mind looking high and low. We don't mind waiting a couple years to make sure that we got the right one. We don't mind, you know, uh, uh, looking everywhere for her. And then ladies, you know, I don't mind saying no to Billy and no to Joe and no to um, Dante. <laughs> All right, because that's kind of like a little bit closer to where I'm at, right? Or uh, Federico or, you know, <laughs> you know or we don't mind saying no. Because we're looking for that one that we can minister to. And when we minister to him, he's going to minister to us. God's going to bless us. And we're going to have a super fire, Holy Ghost filled relationship that's all spicy, juicy, and everything in between. All right. So I'm excited about that. I'm stoked. This gives you more faith. This gives you more hope. So I love you guys. Be the apostolic above all, above all. 
stay apostolic. Make sure that you like today's podcast. Make sure if you're listening to this on YouTube, you like it and comment down below. What was your favorite part? If it made sense, if you're listening to this on any podcasting streaming platform, make sure you rate it five stars. Please do that. Um, I want to see the, the ratings go up for the apostolic podcast. And I want to see and hear your guys' reviews. So review today's podcast is going to be awesome. I'm super excited. Thank you for joining me in this crisp spring morning. I appreciate it. I love you guys. Be again, apostolic above all, above all, stay apostolic. And I'll catch you guys in the next podcast. Yeah.